small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Welcome, everyone. This is Startup BizCast number 63. I'm your host, Steve Mullen, president of Endgame Public Relations. Startup BizCast is the small business advice podcast that takes less time than your average coffee break. It's produced by BizPods, the corporate podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. For more information, please visit endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. You know, one of my favorite things to talk about on this podcast is tools that small business owners can use to make their lives easier. One of those tools might be in your pocket or purse right now or maybe even attached to your belt. Increasingly, business owners are using cell phones to check their emails, do research on the web, and even read documents. My guest this week is Mark Asnes from Wireless Zone, and he has tips on using your cell phone for more than just talking. That's coming up later in the program. Right now, though, I wanted to let you know about a great new way to meet fellow Startup BizCast listeners and even guests. I've started a group on Facebook for this program. It's my hope that listeners will join the group and use it as a way to network, share business, and find fellow small business owners who might be willing to help them. Whenever possible, I'm going to ask guests to join up so listeners can ask them questions. Last week's guest, Dave Saunders from Madison and Maine, has joined the group, as has Casey Quinlan from episode 47. To join up, go to Facebook and search for Startup BizCast, or use the convenient button on the right sidebar of the Startup BizCast blog. Now it's time for a look at small business news from this past week in the BizCast Brief. Another week, another hurricane. As I'm producing this podcast, Hurricane Ike is raking across Cuba and is taking aim at the Gulf Coast of the U.S., Last week's mess was caused by heavy rain from Tropical Storm Hannah on the East Coast. In this busy hurricane season, it pays to be prepared. And I have some more tips to pass along, courtesy of an allbusiness.com article you'll find linked on the Startup BizCast blog. Now, your business might be fine if all that survives a hurricane is your laptop, or you might have assets that need to be moved to higher ground. The most important thing is to have a plan. Speaking of hurricanes, the Small Business Administration is offering low-interest loans to nonprofit organizations affected by Hurricane Fay. You may remember Fay dumped impressive amounts of rain on the Sunshine State a few weeks ago. Private nonprofits in 27 counties in Florida are eligible for the loans. Finally, with gas prices the way they are, more and more people are telecommuting. But having your employees off-site all day raises some challenges to managers. The San Francisco Chronicle looked at those challenges, and you'll find that story linked in this week's Small Business Recommended Reading, which is found on the Startup BizCast blog. I'll be back in a moment with this week's interview. This program is produced by BizPods, the podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. To find out how your organization can join the podcasting revolution, please visit www.endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. Wireless phones continue to absorb other consumer electronics devices. Once upon a time, all you could do on your cell phone was talk to other people. Imagine that. Now, your phone likely has a camera, and you can text and email other people, and depending on what kind of phone you have, it might even be able to open and edit documents. Mark Asnes is my guest this week. He's the COO of Wireless Zone, a chain of more than 250 stores that focus on nothing but cell phones and accessories. Mark is here to talk about how small business owners can use their phones to make their lives easier. Mark, thanks for joining us this week on Startup BizCast. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Before we get 
to our topic for the week. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, this is my 17th year uh, with the Wireless Zone. Um, we have 290 locations uh, located throughout the Northeast, the Midwest, and the South. Uh, this is actually our 20th year in business, and uh, the cell phone industry itself is only 25 years old. And we have been around for uh, 20 years of it. Uh, I've uh, had a number of jobs within the organization. Started out as a as an outside salesperson and and uh, worked my way up to uh, COO. Now let's uh, talk a little bit of history. Cell phones, uh, I'm assuming, were started out as business tools before they became the favorite tool of teenagers. Is that correct? Actually, no. <laughs> the uh, the when the cell phone first started, um, it was really more of a uh, an elitist type of product. You know, the phones were running over three thousand um, dollars. Companies in themselves hadn't really had not been able to see what the future would have been for them, and a lot of it was just really people who could afford a three thousand dollar phone. At one time, they were even leasing uh, phones to people at like $32 a month, I think it was, uh, and and look where we are today. So it really didn't start off as a business product. It just started out as a uh, as a great invention that just seemed to have taken off, uh, you know, 25 years ago. And I guess with as with most technologies, the prices came down, down, down until the average person could, could consider affording it. Yeah, it's it's uh it took a, a pretty quick drop but when when it got into the late 80s we opened up our first store in 1988 and we although we had seen those phones in the uh 85 86 87 that were were those $3000 phones all of a sudden they just started dropping fairly quickly and although the predominantly people were still installing phones in the car. People, A lot of people don't even know that that's how it was, but you literally used to have to install a, a transceiver in your trunk and run cables up to the to the front, and, and you'd have a handset and everything that you would hang up. They started coming out with the handheld phones, and those started coming in at around $1,200, $1,000, and that really was unheard of that you could carry a phone with you uh, as a transportable. You used to have a very big battery pack, and it weighed about you know 10 or 15 pounds, and then it got down to the handheld, and, and then once it got under a $1,000, that's when the price started to drop. Now let's talk about some um, different business uses for cell phones now that they are much cheaper and, and everybody has one. Um, I guess one of the most common, uh, other than just using them to call people, is uh, is actually email. Uh, there are a lot of cell phones out there that can help you do that, right? Yeah. The, the funny thing about the way that the industry has gone uh, in the last few years is that talking has actually taken a backseat to two things, email and texting. And those data in itself has really jumped ahead of voice. And that's really where the industry is going today. So I would say that probably the number one usage uh, for a business person today, without a doubt, is email. There isn't an airport that I go to or an airplane that I sit on that uh, somebody next to me is, you know, not typing away on their phone responding to a bunch of emails. The, the, The advantage to that as I see it myself, is when I used to travel and I'd come back to the office, you'd be sitting with 200 emails in your inbox and you'd be like, how you, you'd spend your whole day, your first day coming back just doing emails. But now, during the day while you're traveling in a car or in an airport or in a hotel, you can clean up your inbox, you can respond to the stuff that needs to be responded to. Uh, and that's a huge advantage today to where we were even a couple of years ago. I guess beyond that, uh, there are a lot of phones out there that can uh, help you connect to the Internet and use the web. And I, I guess that would be useful in a number of ways for business, uh, small business owners. Yeah, 
I the one of the things that I see as as going to the web today as a lot of um, companies are making their websites uh, mobile friendly. So when you do access it from a phone, even if you're not accessing it by the way from a PDA or a smartphone, you can access your uh, uh, your the web through a lot of different handsets today. But they make it mobile friendly, so when it shows up on the screen, it's actually showing the complete web page on the screen as opposed to you know just pieces of it. And and you could do so much research today. I, I see people and they sit at meetings and someone says, hey, what's the, you know, they need to know an answer about this or whatever. Somebody can immediately go on their phone and just Google right on their phone and get them to and get them an answer. It's absolutely amazing today. And like I said, you can do it with a phone that's, you know, $79, $99. You don't need a $300 phone to even access that type of technology today. Now, what about the uh, other business applications? Uh, and this, I guess, probably would require a, a more expensive phone. What about actual document creation? Yeah, well, when you get into document creation, you're looking at, you know, a, a version of uh, a Pocket PC or a mobile office, um, you know, Microsoft Word, Excel, uh, PDFs. Um, you do need a smartphone or a PDA to access that type of stuff, mainly just because you need you need the, the uh, memory and the operating system to be able to manage that, and you're not going to get that in, in a smaller uh, clamshell type of phone. Um, but sure, you can, and not only can you do all that, they have pocket things like uh, PowerPoint. So, Let's say that you wanted, you had to travel somewhere to do a presentation. You can literally move your presentation from your computer to your phone, and then you could go to a hotel or whatever, that, and you're going to do a projector, projection. Some phones today have, have video out. You can just plug in the cable right to a, a projector and literally do the presentation right from your, your mobile phone. It's it's amazing, and so yes, you can look at now. There's still limitations in the sense that if you're going to look at a, a long document on Excel, you're still only looking at it on a two and a half inch screen. It's really not, you know, meant for creating the document or 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 doing a lot of work within the document. Really, what it is is somebody says, "Hey, can you take a look at this? Take a look at these numbers." You have the ability to do that right on your phone, and that's really where the application comes from. Now, uh, is there anything that might not you might not think of off the top of your head? I mean, we've talked about email, we've talked about web, we've talked about uh, using applications and such. Uh, anything that you might not think of right immediately? Yeah, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, the number one thing that I see is coming about today that's really starting to take off is uh, navigation. And um, people say, well, why, why navigation? Well, I'll tell you a quick, a quick story. I, I was just in Chicago last week. And uh, I got into a cab, and I said to the guy, I'm going to the Hilton Hotel. And he said, where is it? And I said, oh, it's in Chicago, because that's what the address that the, they had sent me. He's like, oh, gee, Chicago, that's, you know, that's 40 minutes away from where I landed. I, he said, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, well, here's, here's the address. He's like, all right. I said, but I, someone said to me that the hotel is only 12 minutes away, so it really shouldn't be that far. He's like, well, if you say it's in Chicago. So I literally went on my phone to my navigator right on my phone, typed in the address, and it told me that the address was actually in De Plains, which was only uh, 12 minutes away, which was, and it was four miles and 12 minutes away. And I literally had the phone on, and I literally, the cab driver used my phone to get to my hotel. And that I could have taken a $100 cab ride going to the wrong Hilton in the middle of the city, and ju- that application alone is, is amazing to me. Most people, when they used to travel, would, would get a rental car, and they would spend $10 a day to rent the portable navigation devices. You don't need to do that today. You have uh, turn-by-turn uh, uh, you know, voice 
navigation right on your phone. Um, it can look up restaurants. You can look up uh, traffic. So let's say you're really unfamiliar with where you're going. You can look up and see is there any traffic issues where you're traveling, and it will highlight and give you a different destination. Um, I, like I said, if you're traveling with people and you're all unfamiliar, you say, geez, where's the best place to eat? Right on your phone, it tells you what the restaurants are. It tells you how far away they are. It gives you the phone number of the restaurant, and then it will navigate you to the restaurant. And then if you're meeting other people there, you can send that destination right to their phone. If they have navigation, it'll automatically take them there as well. Now, I have to ask about the iPhone. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the more exciting uh, consumer electronics uh, uh, items out there. I'm not an iPhone user. I do know they're being used more and more for business uses. Do you think the iPhone is a good business phone? Um, I don't. Um, it's, it's a personal opinion, but I have I have an issue not so much with the iPhone itself, but the the what's the new thing today is is uh, touch technology. You know, being able to basically do everything without a keyboard or or a keypad. The problem is if you're a heavy text user or you're a heavy email user with your phone, it really becomes difficult using the iTouch technology uh, that the phones are, are using today. It's just I, I have a touchscreen phone because I try to uh, use a lot of the different products out there just so I can get a good understanding. And what I find is that it doesn't keep up with as fast as if you were typing on a regular key, keyboard. So some phones today, they have a slide-out keyboard, like a, a full QWERTY keyboard, which is really easy to use and, and uh, uh, simplifies a lot of things. Um, the iPhone has, uh, I think, taken off because of its large screen, uh, because it does, it does have the touch technology, which is new, and people like to gravitate to things that are new. Um, and I think all of a sudden now you'll see a, a plethora of other companies coming out. Uh, LG has a phone called the Dare that came out that's excellent. I know BlackBerry is coming out with a phone in October that's supposedly going to supposedly be the iPhone killer, uh, and it actually looks a lot like the iPhone. I just think that I think we're going to go there, and then I think it's going to back off a lot from that touchscreen technology. Final question, I have to ask you this. I understand that when you were a kid, you got in trouble for actually trying to recreate one of Maxwell Smart's gadgets. Tell us well, that story, I, please. I, I, I made a lot of mistakes as a, as a youngster uh, within my home, and and one of the things that I, I used to love the show Get Smart. I mean, that to me was just what they were showing for technology. I was just uh, astounded, astounded by it. And uh, what I used to do is, because I didn't have shoes with heels, I used to take my dad's shoes, and I would just saw off the bottom of his heel and then try to stick the phone pieces. What I would do is unscrew the, the old days used to unscrew the uh, cap off the phone, and they used to have the uh, pieces in there for the microphone and the, and, the, uh, uh, and the earpiece, and I would try to stick them in the shoe. And then I would try to glue the whole thing back together. But uh, my father had found that on a couple of occasions his, his heel had just slipped right off. Uh, and I spent a few uh, lonely nights in my room uh, paying for those, for those mistakes. <laughs> so the penalty for uh, destroying a pair of shoes to make a shoe phone is, uh, I guess, going to your room? Yeah, that, that at that time my parents weren't overly strict, but that really kind of just reached the reached the pinnacle of things that I had done. And and uh, you know, shoes even back then, you know, if you spent twenty thirty dollars for a good pair of shoes, that was a lot of money back then. And uh, my father didn't take too kindly to it. So yeah, so going to my room was uh, was that. And I, I think I did a lot of work around the outside as well. And even today, I mean, however many years later, we still don't have shoe phones. Why don't we have shoe phones? Yeah, mainly because a lot of people probably don't take care of their feet. We don't want a lot of people taking their shoes off in the middle of the day. Yeah, and I guess nobody really wants to put their shoe that close to their face. <laughs> True. Okay, Mark Asmus from the Wireless Zone. I appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us. No problem. Take care. 
You can learn more about Wireless Zone and wireless phones by visiting wirelesszone.com. Before I sign off, just a reminder about the Startup BizCast Facebook group. Don't forget to join up. And if you have feedback on this or any episode of Startup BizCast, don't hesitate to contact me. You can leave a voicemail by calling 206-339-4366. That's 206-339-4366. You can also email me at info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the blog. That's a wrap for Episode 63 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.